Hi, and welcome back to The Voice of Veritas, where our technical experts empower you to take control of your enterprise data and applications. Exploring topics such as data governance, data quality, data integration, and data protection. If this is your first time listening, thank you for listening in today. Thanks for joining our podcast. I'm your host, Shiloh Thomas. And today, I'd also like to welcome back product manager, Chris Stapenhurst. Chris, welcome back to the show. And I'm glad that I didn't scare you off last time. Not at all. Thanks, Shiloh. Thanks for having me back. Hello, audience, once again. Looking forward to this session, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we jump in, let me go ahead and frame the discussion for our listeners. So a few episodes back, my colleague, Varun Grover, and I had a very insightful conversation on AI and how it can impact your security posture, meaning preparedness, readiness, especially against a cyber attack, for example. So today, though, I'd like to steer us a bit more upstream and talk about the governance of AI. But first, Chris, as a technologist, I'd love to hear your perspective on the evolution of AI and how, why it's become everyone's dinner table conversation? That's a great question. The way that I see it is that AI used to be, you know, something that was kind of in movies or, or, or some high-tech technology that where the machine takes sentience, you know, think like Terminator or something along those lines when it comes to movies. But the reality is that today, AI is no longer sort of a nice-to-have. It's no longer a curiosity. It's something that's required. It's required for most jobs most operations out there in the world. And the reason why is, is that there's so much data out there. There's more data than ever before. There are more channels or, or modes or types of data that exist. And perhaps most importantly, the world is becoming increasingly complex, right? It's impossible for any one of us to thoughtfully think through every single decision we need to make every day. And as a result of that, we need the machines. We need AI to help us through all of that. And if our brains aren't any more complex, let's add AI to it. Now, I understand that, Chris, there are different types of AI models. And AI means something different to different people. And certainly there's different ways in which AI can be applied to your business. So if we take a look at the different types of AI models, like large language models, for example, could you help us understand these different types of models a little bit more clearly and how you see them being deployed within our customer organizations? That's a really good question. AI is kind of like this amorphous thing. There's no worldwide consensus on, on what AI really is. And so to me, I kind of see AI in a similar type of vein, perhaps like a, a complex onion okay. with multiple cores behind it, right? Fundamentally, there's many layers to AI. And it all comes out of machine learning and natural language processing. On top of that, you do get deep learning, you get large language models, you get different layers around those cores. And we work with our customers to help architect and orchestrate the different layers and different cores to help meet their business needs. So all of that sounds really confusing if you're not intimately familiar with how this comes together, how that onion develops its different layers, as an example. And so it's understandable that organizations are grappling with AI in their organizations. And more specifically, they're grappling with the governance of AI. And there's different 
ways in which they're approaching governance. So first, for instance, they're trying to figure out how AI can help their organization. Maybe it's about improving operational efficiency to get ahead of the competition, or perhaps even to help with decision-making. How does that come into play with organizations as they're considering the use of AI within their organization? Yeah, that's a really good question. The the AI governance dilemma, I think, as you posed it, is very real. And as our technology continues to evolve, it's actually getting harder to do, right? Traditional sort of governance challenges around the use of artificial intelligence kind of revolved around spheres of of interest around things like fairness and bias and how can you limit and ensure that your AI model isn't racist, right? A need for the model to be explainable to the human so that the human being can understand what the model is doing. And as well, a traditional kind of foundational need around the ability to control or govern AI is around security as well. How can you ensure that the model's data is secure, that any personal or confidential information that kind of went into that model doesn't get leaked or exposed unnecessarily. And as AI continues to evolve, we're starting to see new challenges emerge as well around how do we properly manage, control, and govern artificial intelligence. Challenges around things like toxicity, bullying, AI hallucinations, where the AI right now, if we look at, you know, ChatGPT and OpenAI are making stuff up. Right. And so it's really important that our systems need to incorporate really key AI governance aspects into them. Things like curation, the ability to minimize or eliminate things like data drift or concept drift. And then, really importantly, going beyond explainability to true transparency, or as some people call it, source attribution, the actual backtracking of exactly how uh, that machine made that particular decision. And only once we control and manage all of these aspects, the old and the new, can we truly trust and embrace AI. Otherwise, we're at risk of being taken out by the machine. Well, and I think that's why some companies are flat out saying, nope, we're not using AI. We're going to prohibit its use. It's almost easier to say, we're not going to use it than understand how Yes, it does have a place, and yes, it can positively impact your business. Gartner produced a study not too long ago where they found one in three organizations are, in fact, just simply saying, nope, we're, we're not going to allow AI within our organization. And I've, I've heard similar discussions, too, amongst compliance, privacy officers, and I suspect that some of the fear comes from new and pending legislations like from the SEC. I mean, it's 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 truly is a confusing period right now, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. And to be honest, I am not averse. So so my philosophy is AI first, but I'm not AI only. I think AI only is a recipe for disaster when you put all your eggs into the AI bucket. You need to have an overall data strategy that embraces the best of the new, which is AI, as well as traditional proven techniques. By marrying those together, you get to what some people refer to as augmented AI, where it's the human being working in collaboration with the machine. And that, to me, provides the best possible outcome now and in the future. 
I see that augmented use of AI or aug- augmented human use every day when I think about I'm I'm using tools as a marketer and looking at ways that I can create new fresh content and make it more engaging but it is only as good as I tell it to be and the data I put into it certainly um I I, I can't get to the result without my purposeful participation in the process either so definitely understand where you're coming from as it relates to the augmented AI. Now, you mentioned previously about explainability, transparency. I mentioned that some of the fear of using AI, especially amongst compliance, governance officers, as an example, might be born from some of the regulations and fines and horror stories that we're seeing come down. I do want to, if you don't mind, double click a bit on regulations like those we're seeing from the SEC, which I I believe you're familiar with. If you're a financial services broker dealer, as an example, and you're using AI tools for decision-making purposes, and you don't know what data that decision is based on or or how you've arrived at that decision, you could be facing some serious consequences with respect to bias and discrimination. You alluded to that a minute ago. And it's not just financial services that I've seen this. New York State, as an example, has instituted similar measures with respect to hiring practices. But going back to broker-dealers, I mean, how do you explain away your decisions and how do you really break down this conflict of, again, using it because you know it's going to benefit your company, again, making real-time decisions, et cetera, but yet you have these regulatory bodies who are putting pressure, and we'll probably see more down the line. That's a great thread. I am AI first. I really am, um, but I am not AI only. And one of the fundamental principles to how we've deployed AI within our surveillance tools for uh, e-com surveillance here at Veritas is by having a key focus on transparency and explainability of our solution, right? When our machine makes a decision that a piece of communication could potentially and should be driven up as an alert that you need to respond to and act to to help stop financial crime, we provide full explainability behind the machine's decisions to the reviewer. We let the reviewer know exactly what are the individual contributions of that message and why the message was alerted. I fundamentally believe that transparency is incredibly important, especially for the knowledge worker. Not only does it help them understand the context of the information that's being put in front of them in by the machine, but it also helps us and allows us to fundamentally govern the machine in its use. Because if we don't fully understand why it's making its decisions, when will we understand when the machine starts to drift away from the ideal scenario that we've designed it for due to data drift or concept drift and then starts to produce erroneous results? That need for transparency is absolutely key. So I want to just dive into that a little bit more because I I fully believe that at the heart of the AI conflict is that concept of explainability or transparency. And, And so if I think about it at a very basic consumer level, it's almost like applying for a credit card or a mortgage, as an example, you get denied. 
But then shortly in the mail, you've received an explanation as to why you weren't approved. I assume that's a great example of transparency. And that's something that we've been doing for years. That isn't anything new. But when it comes to explainability in our technology, what might that look like if a customer's being called to report? Because because we know like with broker-dealer conversations, they're now being treated or AI is now being treated as if they are broker-dealer conversations. So if an organization is being called to share how they arrived at a decision, what does that explainability actually look like in our technology if we were to kind of describe it and put it to a little bit more context? Sure. So I'll try to paint a picture uh, using words as best <laughs> as I can. Fabulous. So so let's imagine uh, you're leveraging our technology and you've decided to enable the, the machine learning engine to, to help derive and drive out alerts for financial crime, because that's technically what Veritas Alter Surveillance can do. It identifies let's say a chat conversation that looks like market abuse. It puts that alert up in front of the reviewer so that the reviewer can can review that chat and determine whether or not it in fact is something worth investigating, something worth digging into because it could potentially be crime. We not only trigger the alert and let the reviewer know that this is something you should look at, but we actually expose all of the contributing elements to why that message looks suspicious to the machine. Is it because the participants in that chat, are they known offenders? Are they repeat offenders? Are they someone we should be watching? Have they been hit with violations before? We look at things like, what are they talking about? What's the subject of the conversation? Is that conversation, is it fishy? Is it something that just doesn't drive right and is potentially similar to known examples of market abuse that have occurred in the past. We also look at other elements, such as what is the classification tag associated to it? What's the direction of the message? Is it an internal conversation? Is it outbound with a customer? Um, We look at all of the metadata and all of the content, and we explain that away in a little report card that we call Intelligent Review Transparency. And so the end user reviewer has the ability to click on that little report card, see a confidence value to the degree to which the machine thought it was, in fact, an alert. And we break down all of those individual contributions and score those as well. I am going to call you Monet, the French Impressionist painter, because you have taken a painting that looks fuzzy up close into something that makes sense and a a picture of transparency. So I, I really do appreciate that because a lot of companies are are truly struggling with this, um, the governance, and and again, trans- they're going to be called to be more transparent in their decision making if they're not already doing that today. Now, as we kind of bring things to a close here, Chris, I would love to know. I mean, I, I know that you you talk with our customers quite frankly. The topic of AI comes up just as frequent, if I understand. When you're talking with our customers and the topic of AI comes up and they're asking us how we can help them with the use of AI or to be able to explain how we use AI in our technology, if you were to think of you know, maybe two, three key points of consideration for our customers as they're considering the use of AI or as they're taking a look at what type of technology vendor to bring into their ecosystem, what might be two to three things that they should keep an eye out or consider as they're looking to govern the use of AI technology in the organization? 
Yeah, that's a good question. That question is like an onion. It's got a few layers to it. Um, Give me two of them. <laughs> so I would say, sure. So one thing I would say is that it needs to not just be technology, right? To me, AI is more than that. It's it's market expertise. It's an understanding in the use case and the workflows that our, our, our clients require. And so you want to see how they've married their AI to those workflows. And so you want to see how is natural language processing being used? What elements of NLP are in play? Are, are you leveraging things like language detection and, and transcription? Are you leveraging uh, things like emotion scoring and, and sentiment scoring? Are items being flagged automatically with sort of pre-built models that the vendor can provide using expert-based knowledge? How can the customer contribute to those models? How can the model itself evolve based on the customer's action and use through the tool. So continuous active learning is another really important aspect to how we here at Veritas approach AI. And those elements together, when they're conducted and, and put together coherently to develop those workflows that our customers need, that's where you get the trust, that's where you get the expertise, and that's where you get the augmented AI piece where the customer can actually interact and adjust the machine every single day, keep it up to date, and help stop drift from occurring. I love that consideration of not letting the technology get stale. We see that in you know, ensuring that you're doing your upgrades. We see that when you're curating content, you know, FAQs, et cetera, they, they need to always be up to date. Um, likewise, with AI models, you can't just set it and forget it. It's 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 not a cake. You're not baking a cake in that regard. The other thing, um, you know, if there's one thing I will carry away from today's discussion, Chris, is that transparency. So the the ability to explain your decisions, and we've talked quite a bit about that here today, and how a model performs, meaning what data you've used to base your decisions on. All of that is key to safeguarding your organization from AI risks. And it certainly is a delicate dance, no doubt. And I, I really like the concept that you've been promoting here about the augmented because we can't just let it go. We have to be actively participating in the governance of AI within our organizations. And as we come to a close here today, I just want to remind our listeners, please click like and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast series. Chris, thank you so much for swinging back by today. As always, it's been an enlightening conversation. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next Voice of Veritas. Thanks, Shiloh.